This is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi, owner and executive chef of the Raging Skillet, New York City's wildest catering company. And welcome once again to Raging and Eating. I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling a bit more joyful than I have in, well, I guess in the last few years, but certainly in the last year. And maybe because of that, that's exactly what I want to talk about tonight. Once again, burning the late night hour to talk with you all. And a little early today, it hasn't struck midnight yet, but it will in about 15 minutes. So we're going to call this show Joy and Jelly. Yep like peanut butter and jelly kind of jelly. I don't know what you were doing on Saturday, November 7th, but that was a pretty exciting day in New York City. It was the day that the outcome of the election was announced and the presidential election. And here in New York City, well, people just went plum thrilled over it. Plum Loco, I was in my kitchen with my favorite crew, Glory and Ron and Celeste, we had the A-team, getting ready to cater a mini bar mitzvah, which is pretty much all we do in 2020, cater mini events. And people started screaming and yelling and cheering and cars honking. Glory got the phone call from her roommate that, um, well, our man had won. I say our man because we feel like he's ours. Anyway, we stepped outside onto Houston Street, and it was just a wild thing to see. People were out cheering, hanging on their, on their balcony, on their fire escape. Cars were honking. We started cheering, too. Now, like I've said before, this is not a political show. I'm not a pundit, and I don't have the expertise to chat away about political things, and also I don't really enjoy it. But I do have the expertise to tell you what joy felt like, what it feels like. And that's how it felt. Oh, my God, pure joy. You could see it, you could hear it, you could feel it. It just was like the air was thick with joy. So much so that I wondered many times that day and since then, was this how it felt after World War II when it was announced that the war was over and everyone was just in the street singing and dancing and kissing each other? I don't know. A friend of mine taped a scene she saw in Brooklyn. Brooklyn was particularly alive on Saturday. Just a huge crowd dancing in the street to celebrate. Mm-mm, come on. I don't know all the words, but you know the song I mean. Anyway, the point is, it was joy, joy, joy. And what I realized was that with this really hard year, a terrible year, come on, 2020 was a year I would have just liked to flush down the toilet. Joy has not been a plentiful thing. In the last few years, also, it hasn't been a plentiful thing. 
to suddenly find myself surrounded by joy, filled with joy with it coming out of me, out of my friends, out of strangers, out of cars passing by, out out of everyone I saw. It felt almost alien at first. I was like, oh my God, what is this sensation? I'm not used to it. It's happiness and joy. I'll tell you one thing. I felt a little bit like I'd been holding my breath for about three years and suddenly let it out. And it was a little hard to go to work. It was a little hard to go and cater to that bar mitzvah. But at least I was with all my favorite people in the world. Since then, I've been thinking a lot about joy. And I've had other moments of pure joy. A couple days later, I got to see my short play performed at a beautiful theater in the West Village by great actors, Adrian Bethia and Pilar Gonzalez, and directed by Charmaine Broad, fantastic director. And they really aced it. It was so exciting to see actors act out my life story. Well, that was a short play, so it was only about 14 minutes of my life story. But wow, they and they were so filled with joy and so grateful to have a chance to perform and do their craft during this time of corona. So I not only got to see my life on stage, but I got to give the gift of helping performers perform in a director direct in this time of corona. And then afterwards... We went out for margaritas at the Cowgirl Hall of Fame and a bunch of other fun little things like tater tots. Tater tots are joyful. Maybe they're not good for you, but they're joyful. And nachos. And it was a fun night, a fun night of joy. But after we left the theater, everyone took their bows and had a Q&A after. We stopped off at a little park right across the street from Stonewall. Yeah the Stonewall, site of the original Stonewall. We stepped into the park, and it really felt like we were stepping back to the early 80s, which was kind of interesting, considering that the play was about 1981. And Charmaine pulled out a bottle of sparkling rosé from her purse, poured it into some plastic cups, and we all sat there toasting the fabulous play and the fabulous experience, and the wonderful result of, result of the election. And we started toasting each other and feeling hopeful and prideful and joyful. And the play itself was about accepting yourself and feeling pride and having self-worth. It was a moment of pure joy. I'm not saying that everything I've experienced since that night, since Saturday night and since the play and since the cowgirl, has been pure joy. I've experienced, well, you know, a whole lot of crap of other things too. And plus I'm Jewish, you know, we're uncomfortable being happy for too long because we don't want to jinx it. It's like, you're afraid to even say out loud, I'm happy, I'm successful, I'm skinny, because the next thing you know, you're going to be broke and fat and miserable, you know, so. But I think for a little while, maybe it's okay just to accept being happy for a bit without jinxing the heavens. So I'm thinking a lot about joy. 
thinking about how alien it felt when it first filled my solar plexus. Oh my God, what is that feeling? It's old and familiar, but it's been a while. And then there was a little bit of guilt, like, is it okay to feel happy? Is it okay to feel joy? I mean, so many people are sick and suffering. So many people are broke and bankrupt. Is it okay just to be happy for a moment? And I have to say that it's got to be, because if life is just going to be about fear and anger, if it's just going to be about working without reward and worrying, then honestly, what's the point? You have to live your life. So I'm going to admit that I haven't had a lot of joy in 2020, but I am making sure to pay attention when it does land on my doorstep. Saturday, November 7th was a day full of joy for me. I know that for maybe 70 million people out there, it might not have been a day of joy for you. And well, I'm sorry about that. I'm not sorry about the result though, of course. But I do wish, I do wish for joy and peace and serenity to cover, cover, cover this country. Because we've been through too much. Too much partisan fighting, too much fear, too much anger, too much sickness, too much poverty, way too much racism. We need a blanket of joy. And if I could give you anything right now as you listen to my words, that's what I would give you. A big old love blanket of joy. The funny thing is, I know this is another one of my odd analogies, I suppose, but while I've been thinking about all this joy, and maybe it's just because it starts with a J, I've also been thinking about jelly. Because as a kid, what gave you more joy than a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And many times, as an adult, and the owner of a catering company. When I've given grown-ups peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, they light up like a happy six-year-old. My sous chef, Gloria, just finished trimming a filet mignon and serving gourmet food to many people. And all she wanted and all she was asking for was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's just something about childhood and joy. I like to throw jelly everywhere. I like to throw jelly in the strangest places. I'll give you an example. Do you know you could take grape jelly or raspberry jelly? Almost any kind of jelly, really, but I'm kind of digging the raspberry jelly myself. And mix it up with ketchup and use that as something really cool to base steak with or ribs or just to have an interesting ketchup. You could throw in some chipotle and Worcestershire raspberry jelly and ketchup. You would love that on a burger. I love taking apricot jelly or apricot preserves, whatever you want to call it, and mixing it with mustard. And then I'll sometimes give it a little shot of tamari And that makes the all-time best chicken baste in the universe. Or for fried chicken, take some peach jelly or apple jelly or orange marmalade, 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 however you want to say it, or apricot preserves, any of those things. And mix it up with a little mustard and hot sauce. 
That is the all-time best dip for fried chicken. I'm serious, honey. That is gorgeous. I had another one for you. Take any amazing barbecue sauce or even a crappy one and mix into it almost any kind of jelly. I'm kind of partial to apple jelly and barbecue sauce. That's pretty great. But you could throw in grape jelly. You could throw in peach, apricot, raspberry, whatever. Mix it in your barbecue sauce and then use it everywhere you want to use barbecue sauce. In particular, baste it over steak and ribs meatballs meatballs love jelly I'm serious mix up some grape jelly and some ketchup and try tossing up your meatballs in that and sticking them in the oven it's crazy you can't even believe it works and it does so I'm an all time jelly fan fig jam oh fig jam is seriously good stuff have that with some manchego and fig jam on a slice of baguette out of sight. You can stick it in a prosciutto sandwich, unless you're Jewish, unless you're a bad Jew, my mother would say. Well, what can I say? We don't eat pork in my family, but everything else. We still go to McDonald's, but we have the fish sandwich, but only if we have coupons. But I digress. Anyway, my point is that jelly is joy. I've catered elegant events and passed peanut butter and jelly sandwiches as like a sort of a beluga caviar kind of experience. It comes out on the silver tray with orchids. People go nuts for it. It's just silly. Just like my peanut butter and bacon sandwiches. People go full-blown nuts for that. So I've been throwing jelly all around quite a bit. Maybe because I grew up with a lot of jelly. My mother pretty much hoarded all of the free jellies everywhere we went. If we were in a diner or friendlies, or you name it. Wherever she went, you know, those little packets of jelly? She would leave, and she there might have been only 10 packets on the table. Somehow she'd have 100 packets in her bag. And so, yeah, of course, you know, we'd spread it on toast in the morning, and we would have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, only in our house it wasn't peanut butter and grape jelly. It was peanut butter and any jelly, like whatever, whatever it was orange marmalade and peanut butter if that's what it was or you name it but now jelly is so sophisticated you can have ghost pepper jelly where well, you could throw that anywhere obviously black currant gorgeous I say currant because I'm fancy white trash gorgeous but you can throw it all over the place here's another thing I've done quite a bit Salad dressing. You know you can throw jelly in a salad dressing and it rocks. So a great vinaigrette will often start with Dijon mustard and honey. And then you hit it with balsamic and olive oil. Or maybe you hit it with apple cider vinegar and olive oil. Or champagne vinegar and olive oil. Well, I'll do the same thing. Only I'll give it like a heaping plop of apricot jelly and the mustard, and then hit it with, well, I love that with apple cider, for an apple cider vinaigrette, also fantastic with balsamic vinegar. And I have also done it with apple jelly, fabulous, peach jam, fabulous. And for a raspberry vinaigrette, why not throw in some raspberry jelly? Gorgeous. You're telling you, you can get really creative with the jelly. But so let's go back to the joy. 
because this is the Joy and Jelly show after all. So back to the joy. When was the last time you felt amazing joy? I mean, was it on Saturday after the results for the election? Or maybe you didn't feel joy on Saturday. But that's something we can discuss another day if you like, because I'm too happy to be brought down at the moment. But when was the last time you felt real joy? Was it looking at your baby or your grandchild or another baby or playing with your dog or looking at the beautiful leaves changing for the fall or looking at the ocean or the water? Try and capture that moment. Don't, you know, don't run away from it. Don't take it for granted, whatever you do. I think about all the joyful moments I took for granted because I thought there would be thousands more to come. And you know what? There weren't. Seems the older I get, the more rare those moments are, especially this year with the pandemic and all the strife in our country. Joy has been downright rare, like rare like a diamond rare. So I'm rolling in it every chance I get. Today, I just catered a mini bas mitzvah, telling you it's the year of the mini, in a beautiful neighborhood in Brooklyn, in a really cool house, and the bas mitzvah mom wanted to do something pretty trippy, which is that there's two windows that are in the kitchen, and they open up to a deck. And so she wanted me to set up the kitchen And then the guests would come on the deck and it would be like a pickup window, like you were at Dairy Queen or something or the takeout of McDonald's. Anyway, that's how we catered this mini bas mitzvah. Glory heated up the food and I traded up. The guests went into the window and I said, what'll it be? What do you want? What are you allergic to? Let me give it to you. I'm telling you, it was like, it was really fun. I felt like my former white trash experience as a carnival barker (laughs) I was kind of playing with that I'm like what'll it be come on in and spin to win anyway so I was flinging food out that window like crazy granted um, you might say that that position was beneath me here I am the owner of one of New York's most well respected and well regarded catering companies of 32 years and I'm flinging out food at the speed of sound through the pickup window at a bas mitzvah. But you know what? I had a blast, and everyone else did too. And I laughed, and everyone laughed, and I don't know, the hours just ran by, and we cranked out a lot of food. I know that I brought food for at least three times as many guests as were there, and we really went through good dent in it. There was only enough left for some leftovers for the family. But when I was in the middle of sending out all this food and then later on sending out all this desserts and I had something for everyone, every allergy, every issue. We're Jewish. We all have our issues. Lactose intolerant, gluten-free, you name it, whatever. I had something for everyone. I did stop for a moment and say, oh, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's knocking at the door? It was happiness. It was a moment of joy and happiness. So yes, 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 yes. I spent a lot of time being unhappy this year. I know you have too. It's been a rough year. But let's take the moments, the moments of joy, and pay attention to them. 
don't take them for granted and don't let them fly by. Just roll in them for a minute. Pretend you're having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you're six years old and the sun is shining. And pretty soon you may be going out to the beach or to fly a kite or roll in the grass, but right now you're just letting the sun kiss your face and everyone around you loves you. And that peanut butter and jelly sandwich tastes so good. Just keep that moment. Keep that moment of joy for as long as you can. I think about my mother a lot lately. Because I always thought it was the strangest things that seemed to make her really happy. And sometimes she would just beam from ear to ear in joy. And it was, I was always these small little things. I was like, what's the big deal? So you got that shirt for half off. My God, she loved getting a deal like nobody you've ever met. She went to a store and she got a price that she felt was a great deal on something. It just tickled her to death. It made her so happy. I mean, all right, whatever. Coupons and bargaining seem to give my mother pleasure like nobody you've ever met in your life. But it was nice to see her smile. And the thing that really gave her joy, well, it was her kids. I'd walk in the room, well, okay, maybe not when I was a teenager. I didn't give my mother a lot of joy when I was a teenager. We were too busy fighting. And it might have had something to do with the fact that I preferred the company of punk rockers and my favorite activity was smoking pot and hanging out in the park. But before I became a rotten teenager, I gave her joy and after, later on, we got to be friends again, and I gave her joy. So we just kind of skipped the middle part for the moment. And my dad, too, as he got older in his 80s, my God, he loved the sight of me. I would walk in for a visit. He had certain things he loved to eat, Hebrew national hot dogs with sauerkraut and mustard. That was his favorite. I would show up for a visit with a Hebrew national hot dog with sauerkraut and mustard. I had to cut it up into pieces before I brought it in or else the man would inhale the entire hot dog. He was in his late 80s. When I walked in with that hot dog, it was like a little kid at Christmas and Hanukkah rolled into one. And he would always say, there's my beautiful daughter who never forgets me. And he would beam in delight God, it was really nice, you know. And I don't know, honestly, if it had anything to do with me. I think it was more about the hot dog, I'm telling you. This man loved hot dogs like nobody you've ever met. He loved hot dogs more than my mother loved bargains. But still, joy. And his joy gave me joy. And we weren't, you know, we weren't friends for most of my life. It was a late thing in the last five years of my dad's life. I stepped in to take care of him when he needed it the most, and he was grateful and joyful at the sight of me. I don't think I ever saw anyone quite so happy to see me as my father in the last five years of his life, and as my mother for most of my life, except for my teenage years. Like I said, we'll skip that. So, the thing I realize the most about joy 
is that nothing gives you more joy than giving other people joy. Like, yes, I had a great time on Saturday cheering about the election. And yes, I had a great time seeing my play brought to life. But what really gave me joy was how much joy I brought to those two great actors and that great director who's my very good friend. And what really gives me joy is giving pleasure and happiness to other people. Giving my father that hot dog. With my mother, I think the last time I really, really, really made her over-the-top happy was when she got all of these cans of food for, I don't even know what they were, like Del Monte string beans, five cans for a dollar or something crazy like that. And she couldn't fit them in the pantry because she had so much bargain food in the pantry. And so I took a moment to sit there with her, sat on a milk crate, in the garage, which had been turned into my mother's giant pantry, and slowly fit all the bargain cans of string beans and peas and everything else on the shelves. And when all the cans were put away, my mother beamed with so much joy. Part of it was that, yeah, she had OCD, and she was saving enough food for the next nuclear war, and she was a bargainer like nobody in the universe. But I think most of it was just that I took my time instead of going to the park or up to the room or getting on the phone with my friends to just sit there and help her put away her cans of Del Monte string beans. So I guess my question to you is, what can you do to make yourself happy and roll in that moment of joy? But more importantly, What might you do to make someone else happy? Because joy, oh, well, it's a contagious thing. If you make someone else happy, I guarantee you, it's going to make you happy. There's going to be a domino effect. And if we could just kind of keep that rolling, man, I really do think we can make the world a better place. In the meanwhile, think of something really cool to do with jelly. Because jelly rocks. How about start off with some fried chicken with a nice spicy orange marmalade and mustard and hot sauce dip. Yeah, that'll get you going. Anyway, this is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi, owner of The Raging Skillet. You can also find me on Instagram at Chef Rossi NYC or on my Facebook page, Chef Rossi NYC, or on my website, theragingskillet.com, so you can always find me if you need to reach out for joy. This is Raging and Eating, and this show is Joy and Jelly. And as always, remember, food is love, and so are you. Now go out and spread that joy around like peanut butter and jelly.